South of the Six podcast, bringing you the latest on your favorite Toronto sports teams from south of the Canadian border. Here's your host, Adam Corsair. So they're actually going to do this. They're actually going to have an NBA season in Orlando, despite the high numbers. Whatever. Welcome to the South of the Six podcast. We are part of the stadium scene dot tv network and yes the nba season will resume maybe we're going to break it all down today we're going to talk all things resumption of the nba season whether or not whether or not they should or shouldn't the risks involved we're going to break it all down and we're also going to talk vince carter because apparently retiring means well your number just has to get retired joining me to do so is ryan grossman of laysports.ca and the hq raptors hq Ryan, what's up, dude? Oh, not much. Um, yeah, in the same boat as you. Is is this going to happen? It seems like everything's all systems go, but you know the the world is saying something else. <laughs> it's crazy, man. Like the amount of of pushback from fans one way or the other. I've I understand people are excited. I understand the risks involved, but man, people get heated talking about this on Twitter. Yeah, I mean, there's. Not much. I mean, you can talk about this or you can talk about the MLB labor disputes. You know, what's <laughs> there's there's not much to talk about right now. So people are going to go heavy on this. It's crazy because <laughs> things can change in an instant, right? We're, I should note that uh, we are recording this Thursday evening, June 25th. Happy six months till Christmas. Anyways, uh, we, <laughs> we should note that everything changes literally hourly there's updates from Woj, updates from shams minute, minute yeah it's minute, true yeah. it's it's crazy how much how delicate i should say the situation is so if things aren't you know accurate when you guys are listening to this friday morning i apologize in advance there's just things break minutely as we've already discussed so yeah um before we get yeah, yeah. Like trying to, keep, try to keep up on Twitter. It's just like every time you refresh, oh, now this. Oh, now this. It's like, yeah. <laughs> I just saw your tweet about the uh, the, the uh, police or the um, the local. We can get that later, but I just saw that now. The local yeah. law enforcement. Yep. A little yeah. bit, little tone deaf, but we'll get into that later. <laughs> uh, before we start, though, how are you? How are things? Good. I mean, I'm I'm hanging in. Like you said, writing some stuff for Raptors HQ. I'm not, I'm not sure what my title is, contributor. I'll go with contributor because I'm not sure if I'm part of the team or just kind of a casual contributor. But yeah. You are, uh, we'll call you the sixth man. How about that? You can be the sixth man. <laughs> if they, yeah. If, do they have five guys? I don't know. Yeah, I'll be the sixth man. The theoretical sixth man of the team. There and, you go. Yeah. Last year's Fred Van Vliet. There you go. Yeah, I, get, you... I get one MVP vote. One MVP. No, nothing wrong with that. <laughs> And uh, you, unfortunately, you lose a tooth. But still, hey, you win a championship. You get a ring. Yeah, I, I trade a tooth for a championship anyway. Um, yeah, I, I hear things are starting to open up up in Toronto a little bit. Things are starting to settle in. I know down here in Rhode Island, we are doing incredibly well. We are moving on to phase three. Um, people are still passing away, unfortunately, and I don't want to minimize the effect of that. I don't want to minimize the gravity of it. But uh, they are of the older ilk. They are mostly um, in nursing homes, which is unfortunate because, you know, once that hits a nursing home, it's just going to spread like wildfire. So the people that are unfortunately passing away are the elderly and those that are, I don't know, 60 or below 
just aren't really getting it. Everybody here in Rhode Island literally is wearing a mask on a daily basis. I have not seen one individual not wear a mask. But yeah, here we're, we're just, we just started phase two, which, so there's patios. You can get your haircut now. I just, I made an appointment. Nice. Uh, yeah, I can get rid of my, um, long, longest hair I've ever had in my life. The COVID mane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's all right. Nice way of putting it. Yeah. You guys got like outdoor dining and whatnot? Yeah, just, yeah, patios. I don't know what else is open. Well, uh, it looks like things are trending towards positive. Um, no pun intended. I'm talking about the atmosphere well, when it comes to... Uh, maybe, yeah, maybe in Toronto and Rhode Island. But, yeah, yeah, our respective uh, habitats. But Florida is a different case, and we're going to break that all down. But before we do, I just want to get some house cleaning out of the way. If you're listening to this for the first time, welcome. Uh, I know content on this podcast has been a little bit hit or miss lately. That's only because... It's really hard to talk about things when we don't have an official word. And now that we have an NBA presence, quite literally, down in Orlando, Florida, uh, brought to you by our Toronto Raptors, now we can get the ball rolling and start discussing things NBA and what better time to do it than right now. So if you're listening to this right now, for the first time, rather, welcome. Uh, We hope you enjoy the show. Uh, If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please take the opportunity to give us a five-star review. It would help us out big time. Um, if you're listening to us on any other platform, I encourage you to subscribe. Again, we do Toronto Raptors coverage on a weekly basis, and certainly we will do that now that the season is presumably, or at least ostensibly, resuming. Um, so we'd appreciate that. Uh, also, if you want to hit us up on Twitter, at South of the Six, remember the word six is spelled the number six and the letters I-X. The same thing with the Instagram and the website, southofthesix.com. So, Ryan, let's talk about... Florida. The NBA is set to resume the season, and from my understanding, some of the Raptors' staff and team have already made their way to Orlando to quarantine to test out this bubble theory before any other team or anybody else, really. It's unclear as to exactly who has made the trip to Florida. As far as I know, no specifics have been laid out in terms of these players are definitely there. However, I do know, as noted, we are recording this June 25th. I think the deadline has passed for players to opt out. And whether it's the entire team or the staff making their way down to Florida, again, information is scarce. As of this recording, everything is good to go according to the plans. How, how do you feel about the Raptors being the first ones down there? We'll start there. Risks aside. How do you feel about the Raptors being the first team down there? As I understand it, they're in Fort Myers right now. Like they're they're not actually in Orlando. Okay. They're playing like I think at a a campus, university campus. Okay. But they're still in Florida, which you know. <laughs> yep. It's yep. not good right now. Like they're. I think I saw a tweet today, but they're just another like four thousand cases, and and even like. People, some people are saying, okay, you're just overreacting. You know, Florida's a huge state. They're playing in, in Orlando. They're playing in a bubble. But cases are going up even, like, in the surrounding area, right, of Orlando. Like, Orange County, I think, is the what it's called, where, they, where, they, where the um, Disney, yes. Disney World is. Yeah, so, and where are the, all the staff living? Like, where, the hotel staff, the food service staff, chefs, all those people. Where, I'm assuming they're staying in Orange County or the surrounding area, right? I yeah. I don't know, and they're they're the ones who can go in and out of the bubble. So, like even if 
you know, even if we have this, we can get more into this later, but um, even if we have this bubble, you still have people going in and out and they're, they're living in these areas where the cases just keep going up and up. So, I mean, I don't know, I don't know what the situation is for the Raptors in terms of like, I guess they're, they're just, they're living, I don't know, maybe in like they've rented out condos or apartments or hotels in the, in the, um, in the area, but uh, they're not actually in Orlando right now. Do you get the sense that as fans, all right, just again, risks aside for a moment, do you think that the entire team is committed to playing this? Because I think by now, as I mentioned, we would have known if any Raptors players have opted out or unless you disagree. So as I understand it, you can still, I guess you can still just say, nope, no, no, thank you. But the, the team won't be able to replace that player now. Okay. Like that's right. the deadline. Like, it, like you're not like locked in. Like a player can go. You know what? I changed my mind. But they, but they'd be pretty putting the position, the team in a bad position at that point because they can't be replaced. Right. Right. So, so I, okay. yeah, as far as we know, there's only been like three or four dropouts. Um, the only one I was worried about was Van Vliet mm-hmm. because he's kind of in a similar position as as Davis Bertans in terms of like waiting for his payday. Like he's, he's a free agent after this year. Um, the only difference is of course, uh, Berton's plays for the wizards. Right. Where Van Vliet plays for the Raptors, which have a good chance of, you know, making the finals. Whereas the wizards probably done after day two. <laughs> well, when we attribute the risks to this, that's when things start getting murky. Um, I'm, I'm all for when it comes to the competitive edge, I'm all for the Toronto Raptors having that. In other words, I'm, I'm all for them settling in uh, a bit earlier than any other teams. Again, this had to do largely, if not entirely, with the... Um, the, the border issues. Yes, yeah. yeah and yeah. the U.S. Homeland Security um, allowed them to cross the border for this endeavor. Obviously, why, why wouldn't you? Um, I don't know how many of the players are actually in Canada, so maybe that is lending credence towards the quote-unquote sum team members and staff are heading yeah. from Canada down to Orlando because quite simply, maybe the entire team wasn't there. I don't know. I know there was some sort of deadline for them to have to be in their respective markets, but I think, again, the Raptors were sort of uh, excused from that. I, I don't really know the specifics, but regardless. there, there well, was also so- because they, they didn't want to double quarantine. That was the biggest issue. Right? Yes, yes, yes. You go back to Toronto, there was, I think, maybe half the players were in Toronto. Maybe. So if they go back to Toronto, then they're going to, you know, quarantine for whatever, a week, two weeks, and then go to Florida and do the same thing again. So it didn't make any sense. Quarantine sounds so old school now. Like, <laughs> we've been doing this for the past three and a half months. It's kind of like, well, ah. I, think, I think this is a protocol, like when you travel to right. a different country, or if they, even if they got special circumstances to, to fly to Toronto, they would have to by law or whatever or something, quarantine for like a week. Yeah. Like literal quarantine, like not leaving your place quarantine. <laughs> well, <laughs> it looks like they don't have to really worry about worry about that right now yeah. in terms of those that have to tra- uh, travel from Toronto. So the competitive edge is good. They can get their feet with, like they can sort of train together as, you know, the amount of Raptors players, as we have mentioned, is sort of up in the air. That group of individuals are still allowed to sort of train together as far as I know. Well, um, I don't see, like I don't see it actually being competitive edge because they're not actually in Orlando so it's pretty much like any other team right now. Any other team is collecting their players and they're mm-hmm. starting to train. Um, so I just see it as 
one last step they have to do. So maybe there's advantage there because they were actually at a disadvantage having to go back to Toronto. So they actually just avoided that. And now they're kind of on par with every other team, I guess. Yeah, that's a good way to look at it. Well, at least there's not, besides the magic, assuming they're where they are and they're still in the state of Florida and the Miami Heat, uh, there's not a lot of travel in comparison to other teams um, for the Raptors. Sure, and, they, and they've done, I guess they can get their quarantine other way now. and then Exactly. Where all the other teams coming in have to do their week or whatever it is. But you alluded to it. The, uh, the state of Florida is not in good shape. In fact, I, I remember reading a tweet that, and I don't know how accurate this is now. I, I imagine it might even be more detrimental and more dire than what I'm about to reiterate. But from my understanding is that if, if uh, the state of Florida were its own country, today they'd be ranked ninth in the entire world. Crazy. Yeah, and I don't, I'm not sure like why like all of a sudden, I feel like as soon as they announced this like bubble thing, like, yeah, it's for sure, it's happening. Boom, all the cases went up. Like it was weird, like timing. It's like it, it can't be contributed to the weather because I assume the weather was nice already. Like people are going to beaches and stuff. I don't know what the what the deal is. <laughs> well, all right. That we can extrapolate a, a lot of information out of what you just said, but let me let me give out the numbers. So the number of cases in Florida have been increasing pretty drastically day by day. So this is this past week. Again, we're recording this Thursday, June 25th. On Monday, they reported 2,929 positive cases. On Tuesday, they reported 3,289 positive cases. On Wednesday, they reported a record high of 5,511 cases. And you alluded to it early, you alluded to this earlier. It's actually more than what you thought. Today, I read 5,028 new cases and 727 in Orange County where Disney is located. Um, for me, this is, this is drastic. Now, from my understanding, you're right. There's, it's a for sure a warmer climate, right? And throughout this pandemic, especially in the beginning, there was this theory of, oh, well, you know, maybe in the warmer weather in the summer months, this thing will sort of fade away, kind of like other viruses do. That certainly doesn't seem to be the case, right? You had Florida, Arizona, Texas, and California with cases rising. So the good news about this for anybody that's been doing what they're supposed to do is that in the fall, it doesn't seem like there's going to be a relapse in this, right? It just seems to be steady and it's immune to the to the warmer weather. So if you're uh, wherever you live is in good shape now. If you just keep on doing this, heading into the fall, into the winter, chances are it's going to stay that way. This it seems to be immune to the weather, so it doesn't matter if it's warm or whatever. But this is the troubling part. Florida has been completely relaxed when it comes to how they're phasing into their respective economy. Right? They opened up gyms fully to full capacity way too early. Bars restaurants i think they started at 50 percent capacity inside no requirement requirement to wear a mask beaches were fully open so people were just on top of each other it doesn't seem like they were systematic and practical when it came to this so i don't know man i look i want sports to come back i really would love to see basketball of course Who I just, yeah i just don't that's, think florida's the place <laughs> that's the thing there's like I'm dying for basketball. I want to see the Raptors finish the season. But on the other hand, like you just said, this you can't you can't just ignore these cases going up and players are now testing positive. Like all the all the 
you know, players getting announced now that they're in training camps and stuff, you're hearing about all these positive tests. So the, and then like the, the NBA, I can just picture the NBA, like Adam Silver and the NBA doing the, you know, the plug in the ears and going, no, 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 no. You know, like I'm not listening. No, no, no. That's basically what they're doing right now. Dumber, dumber. Yeah. Yeah. I know. That's what they're doing. They're getting all systems go. No, we're just going to ignore all that information. And, uh, I saw, what was it looking at? I saw a study today, you know, Vivid, uh, Vic Jacob, mm-hmm. Contact Sports. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I saw he, he posted an article, um, not his article, but a, a research article that said um, there was, they did a study in China, 37 asymptomatic patients. Of the 37, 21 developed damage in at least one lung. Even though they, they, they had no symptoms, no virus, like they didn't, they didn't have any symptoms, but they still had 21 of the 37 showed showed uh, damage to the lungs. So yeah. even players who don't show any signs are asymptomatic, who get who become positive or get positive, um, can still have long lasting effects. So it's not like oh you you know you didn't show any signs, you're young and you know athletic and uh, good immune system blah blah blah. That doesn't really matter. <laughs> sounds like yeah it i I, that's my concern right i have the concern that the they're they're just sort of pushing this for the sake of it and i understand this is a business i understand that if they don't resume the season there's going to be financial ramifications that may not be easily recoverable uh when it comes to the to the business side of the NBA but at the same time you have to look after the quality and the well-being and the health of your players and of the staff down there let's not forget that um it seems like twitter is super divided when it comes to this and raptors twitter and nba twitter can be a wonderful place but it also <laughs> can be the the bane of existence and uh if anything it's better than reddit sometimes but when it comes to where people stand there's it doesn't seem like people are in the middle you're either on one side or the other and again i understand in theory you're talking about this bubble you're talking about how people are going to be locked in but you you alluded to it yeah exactly (laughs) you alluded to this earlier and i've been talking about it on twitter and no one seems to have an appropriate response when it comes to these concerns that i have what about the chefs what about the hotel staff what about the cleaners? What about the security? Now they're having police, a police presence and an FBI presence in there? What a special ops in there? Are they staying in the bubble? No, I mean, like, these are legitimate questions. You take away the tone deaf uh, nature of that aside with what's going on culturally, right? Let, let's, all right, I'll go down that road in a second. I'm very hard pressed to do so, but let's just stick with the pandemic. Are these people going to be quarantined? Right. You can't tell me that they're exactly. You can't tell me that they aren't. You have hotel staff security and like maintenance crews, whatever. They all have families. Like these are normal everyday people that have families. They have bills to pay. They have mortgages. They have kids. You mean to tell me that in a perfect world, we're asking these people, hey, you need to stay in this hotel room only until maybe October. Maybe. If the team in which you house and take care of goes that far, that means you have to as well. That's not going to fly. If I'm a hotel staff, I'm saying, go fuck yourself. I'm going home. Like, I'm being with my family. No way. I can't see a situation where this is reasonable, especially when it comes to the cases in Florida, 
Let's say that these workers are doing everything they're supposed to do. Is their family? Like, are their families not going out to these beaches, not going out into Florida where these, this pandemic is running rapid? It's a new hot spot now. Are they going to bring it to these hotel staffs, which are then going to bring it into the hotel when they're asymptomatic? These it are the concerns. It works both ways. They, they yeah. could bring something back to their families, too. It works both ways. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but in a perfect world, the bubble works. Let's just assume that they don't bring it back to their family and everything in the bubble is fine. But as soon as they get home, when their family has been out and about all day, their family inadvertently gives it to them. And then they go back to work the next day to work in this bubble. It's over. It's in the bubble. It's been referred to as a mesh hat, which is a, is a more, is a more yeah. apt description of yes. This, yes. this bubble with pores or what do you want to call it? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm in the same boat as you in terms of I understand it's a business. Like for the for the NBA, the broadcasters, national, local, all that stuff. They're not a charity. They want to make money, and as they should, they're a business. Like, but I'm, but again, it shouldn't be at the risk and safety of all those involved. Like, like every single decision that Silver and the NBA should be making right now is to prioritize, prioritize health. Right. But the players, the families, team staff, the refs, coaches, hotel staff, every everyone, and right now. Um, you know, and that means preventing the spreading and contraction of COVID-19 as much as possible. And right now they're leaning far towards the money aspect versus the safety aspect. And there were, there was ways there, there were proposals that could have, you know, at least a little bit swung it back towards the safety. You're never going to get full safety unless you just don't, unless you just canceled the season, unless you just said, bye-bye, sorry, see you next year, maybe. You know, other than that, there there is no way you can do any plan would be fully safe. But there were ones that were safer on the table. We'll get into those in a second. Yeah. I know, I know you you have some some ideas when it comes to yeah. a but double I, bubble. Okay. I agree with you. The yeah, there's people going in and out, so it's not a true bubble. And they say they're saying that, or the NBA are saying that the, these people will never be in contact, like the. The clean staff will never be in contact with the player. Like when the player is playing or their practice, whatever, that's when they clean their place. But are like, are they in a hazmat suit? Are they like floating in the air? Are they, are they not touching things when they're clean? I don't understand. Like it doesn't matter that they're not in contact with them. Because they can be transmitted through objects and things. <laughs> you say that in jest, but it's a legitimate <laughs> question. Are they going to be in like the proper attire? to mitigate the spread of this if they came into contact with it. It's a legitimate question. I, I know it, it's it's fun to say, are they floating in air? But legit, what what, yes. are, what are the precautions that they're like taking? Elevator pushing buttons on the elevator? Like anywhere, exactly. like anywhere that these staff, of course, they're not going to be in direct contact with them. It doesn't matter. <laughs> well, see, I don't I don't know that they're not, right? I, I, well, again. supposedly they're not going to be. They're like food will be delivered. Yeah. How does the food get delivered to them? It's delivered by someone, right? Someone from my understanding, asking. knock yeah. on the door and leave. And sure, yeah. but what of uh, barbers? Are they staying in the bubble? Are, okay, I, don't, I don't know. Uh, chefs, uh, how transmittable is this through food? I know a lot of states, as I mentioned, Rhode Island's doing the same thing to Toronto. Um, I, I know it, the risk is low when it comes to transmission, when it comes to cooked foods and stuff. I get that. But these are legitimate concerns that I have. And assuming everyone's wearing masks and following the the correct protocols and the appropriate uh, protocols, to me, it's just too risky. I, I just don't see how this makes sense. And a lot of when I bring up these concerns, 
no offense to anybody that I've talked to about it. It's just the the response hasn't been robust enough for me to say, okay, this really minimizes the risk for me. Because the only way this could be successful is if all the aforementioned individuals that work at, at this portion of Disney stay there. And I don't know that you can convince normal everyday people, non-athletes, to stay there when they have families to feed. To me, it just doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't. And it's not going to happen. And like they have like the 113-page safety protocol thing. Like they've, the, the NBA has been commended for like, you know, being thorough about it. And that, that's great. Like I commend them too for taking this seriously and making this huge kind of manual but really, you can throw it out the window <laughs> because right. are pe- like people gonna? It just doesn't make any sense. Like you can't play doubles ping pong. You can't like be in six feet with someone else, or you know, you, you're in the shared facilities. You have to physical distance. But then they're gonna play 48 minutes and sweat and breathe and you know bump into each other and knock each other over and on a on a court for 48 minutes indoors. So like, what are <laughs> what's the what's the point of all those other protocols? It just seems strange to me that you're going to have situations in which the virus is more than likely going to creep in. And well, when it's 113 pages of covering their ass, it's basically basically, yeah, <laughs> it, it's a nice little legal document. And look, I I, I admire the effort. Yes, I, I agree, but they, but like it's just people know still know very little. Even four months later or five months later, people still very know very little about this. And that brings me back to. To uh, like, I keep going back to this. Like, initially, Silver shut down the league after one positive test. I was just about to say this. Yeah, yes, exactly. So, and he was right to do so. And people like me even said that may have been too late. Like, waiting for a positive test is probably even too late. Right. So, what's changed now? Like, Especially when they said <laughs> if there's a positive test, they're going to resume play. They're not going to stop. Yeah, that's that's also crazy. They're just going to take that person. Oh, we'll just take that person over here. We'll just uh, quarantine them, and everyone will just carry on like usual. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't spread yet, because it doesn't spread at all. Right. And yeah. in a perfect world, maybe you can be a little proactive about it and nip it before it spreads. But I, I just, the, the asymptomatic nature of this is what worries me. And you can take all the temperatures you want. And I understand yeah, that. They have those rings and stuff. Sure. Like, sure. <laughs> how new are about, these? You heard about the rings? Yeah. Like, how tested yeah. are these? How reliable are these? You know what I mean? You to can me, have the temperature that, spike for any reason. Yeah, COVID-related. To me, this is all snake oil. I'm not saying it doesn't detect it properly. I just don't know, and the technology is too new for me to find it reliable. Also, um, they, also, they're not doing like the real tests, and I wouldn't want them to either because I've heard those are like, the deep the, nasal. Yeah, yeah, those are those are. I'm not uh, saying they should because that's just horrible. Right. So right. they're doing the I don't know. They're doing a, a lesser test, <laughs> as far as I know. So how how do they even know like the even even the even the, the mega nasal cavity swab tests aren't 100% accurate. And they're doing a lesser version of that. So you could get a false positive or a false negative or whatever. So even if they're doing testing daily, it still doesn't mean they're going to catch something. Yeah, it still doesn't make it 100% accurate. Um, look, I alluded to this earlier. I said I wasn't you know, looking forward to going down this road, but I still think it, it it's worth talking about. Um, given the current sort of political and sociological climate uh, when it comes to, um, you know, equality, Black Lives Matter and whatnot, and a lot of uh, basketball players and a lot of athletes in general 
are participating in this uh, for good reasons. To me, the announcement today that the NBA will use local, state, and federal law enforcement plus former special operations to force, sorry, plus former special operations forces to secure the bubble, that has got to be the most tone-deaf thing that I have heard. I'm not trying to get into a political discussion as if, you know, there are good cops, bad cops. That's not the point. The point is, is that this kind of, I don't know, there are things that are better left unsaid to the general public, and I'm not sure that this was a good PR move, at yeah. least publicly, to say out loud. I, I know ex- extensive security would have been Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. But <laughs> even if this is kept within the this proprietary information that's kept within the NBA, I can see players be like, are you serious? Today? Now? You're doing this now? With everything going on? You're, like, these are the people... That we're sort of trying to, to I don't know, I don't want to say revamp, but we're trying to communicate with and get through. And this is just not the time. You know, I just don't know that this was the, the best thing for the NBA to do. Well, it's, it's obviously, to, I'm assuming it's to keep people out and not keep, they're not like, gonna, yeah. But, I don't know, man. No, I, I think, think it's I think both. It's the, the crazies out, but yeah, I don't know. Because that, that, that snitch line is not going to do anything. <laughs> other than chris paul he's gonna be the only one using it but all right wait you're not gonna call and say yo Giannis was uh doing some some rides in disney i saw it i was there three times but if anything it would, it would be the uh the brothers the uh the twins the uh what you call it uh, in milwaukee oh oh uh, lopez lopez twins yes, yeah they're, yes. <laughs> they're like they're like obsessed with Disney, so yeah, you gotta, you gotta keep keep an eye on them. Could be could be a key thing for for scouts just to keep keep an eye on them. <laughs> the, the point the point I'm trying to make, and we can move on to yeah, the yeah, uh, to the alternatives. But the point I'm trying to make with all of this is, it just doesn't seem right. And for me, this will sort of segue into the to the alternatives that you have addressed on the HQ, but. It just seems that Florida isn't the place, and yeah. I think we can find a common ground as to how to handle it. We didn't didn't even mention like the the studies done that you know black people are more susceptible. Than That's white true. People. Yes, yes. And the majority of these players are going to be black. Yes. And then then we have the the situation of the, of the coaches, the uh, the Popoviches, you know, who are over sixty five. Yeah. We're going to be going to this thing. Pop, Alex McKechnie, like these individuals are more susceptible right and imagine if a player is asymptomatic i outlined this in in the twitter thread as well imagine if a player is asymptomatic doesn't know he had like say derozan god forbid derozan has it doesn't know it and during a game they're drawing yeah or yeah no (laughs) good point you don't they just signed them um they're they're drawing up plays and they're in close proximity to each other because you can't really draw plays with everyone six feet apart let's be real I mean, they're not going to have a huddle with six feet. Six feet That's apart. what I'm saying. And and <laughs> you're you're breathing and you're sweating and you inadvertently infect Popovich. Is it worth it then, fans? No, I'm, this is a serious question. Is it worth it to you, fans, listening to this, if someone like Greg Popovich or Alex McKechnie, if you want to bring it home to the Raptors, gets it and they become very, very ill? I don't want to go further down the road, but I'm sure you know what I mean. If they get, is it worth it? To me, no, it's not worth it. It's definitely not worth it at that point. Yeah, and there's D'Antoni as well, Gentry. I believe the other the other two coaches are over sixty or sixty five. Yeah, 
It's just, yeah, it's the, the juice isn't worth the squeeze, as they say. Let's talk about the alternatives. You wrote an article not too long ago for the HQ. It, it gave a, a double bubble alternative for the NBA's return. But wh- what do you think? What, with the cases continuing to raise in Florida, do you think now is the time to maybe utilize an approach like this? Well, I had, I had three. Yeah, that was the main. The double bubble was the main proposal. Right. The one was doing no no proposal at all, which <laughs> is not going to happen. The no proposal proposal which, as we know, is not going to happen because mm-hmm. of money, cha-ching. Um, so that was never even an option. Proposal two was 16-team, which, which was on the table. But there's no, there's no one says we actually have to have the 16 teams go right into the playoffs. They could True. still have these eight seeding games, right? Um, With the 16 teams, why not? Yeah, I mean, you could, but it seems... For the most part, things are so solidified that I don't think you'd see much well, of a difference. It, it does two purposes. Like you can, it, the seeding, because some teams are tied or like, you know, half game back of each other. So there's that. Plus, you get to have some warm up games, obviously. That's that's a bigger issue for me than, than seeding. Is yeah, I think. Because the players have, would have been, I think they said it's more, it's longer than the actual offseason. Yes. This and is once more they start, important. Yeah. Yeah. So they're, so they're coming back. That's where you get all like the, lower body issues and pulling of hamstrings and stuff. So you want to get those eight games in first. I mean, they I, could have just done that, that the, just practice, you know, just summer league. Yeah, games. It's probably not the same though. You don't, you don't get the game speed, but I, I think, I think the eight games are a good idea, but I still can't, I don't see why you couldn't have done it with 16 teams instead yeah, of yeah. 22 because, you know, as everyone has said, why are the wizards and Suns there? Yeah. And then you can just, you know, it's not, you know the teams like Portland and um, New Orleans. They're they're gonna you know they would probably cry about this. That's not fair, and they're right. It isn't fair because they could have easily caught Memphis. And if the season hadn't you know stopped, I think there's a possibility the Raptors could have caught the the Bucks because the because Giannis had gone out right with like a knee injury. Yeah, it's doubtful though. No, it's doubtful, but anything could have happened. So you know. Yeah, it's tough. That's it's just the circumstances. So I, you know, it's not it's not fair to the teams that could have they're within you know striking distance of the playoffs. But uh, just, I gotta just, disagree. Yeah. I gotta disagree. Play better. Play better in the regular season. Well, yes, but also the seasons were. We can get into this later. But the seasons, the the uh, schedules were unbalanced. Like oh, because like, of the remaining schedule. Yeah, the yeah, Raptors so were like top heavy. Yeah. Yeah, like a like a, a West team could have had like a huge like eight game road trip early in the season that another team in the West didn't have. So it's not it's unbalanced. And like supposedly uh, the Pelicans, they're they had like the easiest schedule or something going for the rest of the season, and now they're not going to you know now they're going to be facing against the best teams in the West. <laughs> yeah, so, we know why they're there though. Come on. Yeah, you could say play better, but you it's know, Zion. Zion is the reason why they're there right now. Hundred percent. Yeah. But uh, yeah. I mean, first I was like, yeah, play better. You should you should have already been in the playoff spot at this point. But I also think they don't get you know maybe maybe a West team got to play you know Cleveland twice and another West team didn't play them once yet. 
so they can get up on those bottom feeders. So it's a big difference. But anyway, yeah. So the sixteen team. So you still get the best of both worlds. You get you get your six. You get you get your eight games, which means all the the contracts with the local TV broadcasters still get filled. So that's why they're doing eight games. So all the all the local broadcasters can get their money, mm-hmm. and the and then you would have less teams there. So that's the best of both worlds, um, which obviously they didn't do. And then, yeah, the proposal I had was, why just have one canvas or bubble, whatever you want to call it? Why why not have two? And I didn't specifically say Vegas because Vegas had just while I was writing at Vegas, like I was thinking about Vegas, but they. They reopened apparently. And I was seeing right. pictures of just the floors being like filled with people and pools and stuff. I'm like, yeah, that's probably not a good idea. No masks. Yeah, exactly. So you have, I'd still say you could, you know, this was also before this outbreak in Florida happened. So I, I was thinking you still have the Disney campus and then you would have somewhere maybe in the West, preferably just because it would be easier schedule wise to play, have all the teams in the West and all the West teams in the West, all these teams in the East. And then only one team would, you said travel's an issue, only one team would have to travel. So that's whoever wins the West. You have to travel to the Disney complex. That's what I'm saying. It, like, yeah. it, it would be a, an issue come the NBA Finals, um, assuming that's where it'd be held. It, it, at this point, it might be smarter for, the, for whoever wins in Disney, I guess, in the East to go West. Yeah, the, or that, yeah exactly. And that was, that was, like, I had so many reasons. That was another thing. Like, what if, you get like an outbreak at, at, say you have the two campuses. So the the Florida campus has an outbreak and you have to stop play. You still have games going on the other one, right? So you never, unless like, unless there's like a simultaneous huge outbreak in both uh, bubbles, you can at least have one going on while the other one kind of pauses for a couple of days. So there's always games going on. Yeah, it's not a bad idea. The only thing that I don't like about it, if we were to do this, um, whoever has to travel, that delays the in, the NBA finals by two weeks because they have to quarantine. But it speeds everything up because there's there's five to six courts instead of three. Mm. So you're doubling, depending where it is, you could be doubling the amount of courts, which means you can get through the eight games faster, you can get through the playoffs faster, which means you're done everything faster. That's true. So I guess the, the two-week quarantine period wouldn't be that big of a detriment. Um. I don't hate it, especially with what's going on now in Florida, what we know now. I know you wrote that approximately 10 days ago, if not exactly 10 days ago. Um, they could also allow that, yeah, it wasn't as bad. Exactly. Yeah, yeah and you, now it's terrible. <laughs> you could also, like, because another big issue is, you know, not having your family there for, like, whatever it is, like two months or because there's no families until after the first round. First round, right. Playoffs, yeah. So if you, if you had two campuses, you would have... Uh, nine teams in one place, thirteen in the other, and that's what the split is. Yeah, I just, I, I don't. So you I, could still, you could have family much earlier than before. Mm-hmm. No, I, I mean, think I, that'd be advantageous. But again, I, I've mentioned this before. Do, do you want to bring your family, specifically kids, to that environment? A and B to the environment of Disney, and tell your kids you cannot go. <laughs> You can see it out the window. Yep. Yep. <laughs> look, look, look at the rides, kids. Uh, yeah, you're going to stay right in this room. You here. cannot <laughs> go. I mentioned this before, dude. Think about Kyle Lowry's kids. He's got two boys, two young boys. All right. And I understand, I, I'm sure he's a great father. 
I have no doubt in my mind, and I am sure, knowing Kyle Lowry, he's the alpha, and the boys understand that. I'm not, you know, he, they're, they're probably on the understanding is daddy's boss, right? Because, you know, he's a, he's a bulldog. We know this. I would be afraid of Kyle Lowry if he was my dad. But imagine, like, being, being in that environment and hearing your kids be understandably upset that they can't go to Disney and you're preparing for an Eastern Conference Finals. How are you going to do that? How are you going to be able to keep that same sort of, you know, mental energy up to to get in the zone to play in the Eastern Conference Finals when you know in the back of your mind you're putting your family in a really weird position? First of all, you have your kids that will really want to go to Disney, and then you're saying, hey, wife, peace out. You got to deal with this all day, all day while I go play basketball. I mean, it's not... It's- that's a tough sell. It's not ideal for the kids, but I think it's, it's probably the least of the worries. Of, I'm just saying. Like, I know. If, worries, yeah, but. Bro, if I told my wife, yo, I got to go. Uh, I know our kid's crying and really upset, but you got this, right? And just <laughs> leave? No. No. That, 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 these are still normal people, dude. Like, these are still normal families. I, I don't know. I, I just don't know. I think it's just better if. I know it sucks, but I think the better idea is to be like, yo, you should probably just stay home. And not, yeah, and not some, be some players position. might choose like yeah some I, I can see a lot of players choosing just you know, just stay at home i'll see you when i get yeah when I get back. yeah it's just, it's just not worth it like you don't want to you don't want to get them sick either like if they're if they're better off where they are wherever they are that's probably better just to stay but then there's another aspect of this that we you know that leads that we haven't talked about is like the mental aspect of exactly yeah especially after like it's going from one extreme to the next the last the last four months these players has spent like a huge amount of time with their families, like more so probably in their entire life because of the situation. And now they're going to be like, all of a sudden it's just like, boop, gone. Out. Yep. And, like you don't get to see them for until like September. Right. I think it's, I think it's about mid September when like after the first round of playoffs, just think of like the mental toll that's going to have on players, not kind of going every day, having to follow these protocols and keeping a distance going just, from the court back to the hotel to the eating place to you know seeing the same people and just like not being with your family that's there's that's not kind of the mental aspect of this i don't think has been taken into account that much i understand people really want their basketball i understand it and you're right people when you say the players are going to be fine you're right the more than likely the players are going to be fine more well, than likely maybe like i said that study says the long term effects right yeah, you know, there could still be long-term effects, even for people who don't show symptoms. Sure. Yeah. And also, you can you can get it because, like the apparently, like the the antibodies don't stick around as long. So you like, get it twice. Like yeah, you can get it twice. Yeah, it's it, it's just weird. And I know we wanted to talk about an asterisk for me. I given that look, I know it's not traditional. I know it's not what we're used to when it comes to an NBA Finals, and inevitably, people are going to say. Especially if someone like Giannis gets COVID and has to sit for two weeks or Braun gets COVID and has to sit for two weeks and people will say, whoever wins, will say, well, you wouldn't have done it if player X was available and not sick or whatever. And so it's an automatic asterisk. For me, even this was if, if this was a normal season and the Raptors won, it'd still be an asterisk somehow. Let's, let's be real here. No matter what, if the Raptors win, it's going to be an asterisk, whether it's, there's a pandemic or not. It, do, it doesn't matter. So for me, given the challenges that we sort of just laid out right now, 
I don't know, man. It seems a little bit worse and less ideal than a normal season. It makes it even more difficult to win a championship given these circumstances that we just laid out than a normal circumstance, really. I don't. Yeah, th- that's true. But I, I just think the the product has been could be and could very well be so compromised. It already is so compromised that you just cannot be considered a true champion. Even if the Raptors win, I'd, I'd still put an asterisk on it. It's just, it's just because, like I said before, like the unbalanced schedule, everything, everything. As soon as, as soon as the season ended, it got cut short. Uh, just everything got kind of thrown out of whack. Like the, if the if the season had played out, you know, normally, the matchups would be different. And you know that can't be fixed by these eight seeding games. There, there's just different matchups. You know, in the uh, in the playoffs, could can produce different results. Even even if like you still go on to the next round, like maybe if you get like an Orlando, you go you know six games or instead of whatever. Like it's just everything's got thrown off, and the the uh, the fact that there's no home court advantage. Like there, I can I can like spout out like ten different reasons why this is an Asterix champion. Like there's the no home can home court advantage thing. Like yeah. teams like like the, yeah the Raptors and the Lakers and the Bucks they worked all year to get home court advantage and now that's just out the window. Yeah, and they're and they're not being able to work out between like if there's only three courts, can teams like practice between games and like work on new work on new plays or like you know work in new things to make adjustments to teams? Yeah, I don't know how they're going to have to to settle that because from my understanding. According to Adam Silver, there will be games almost all day on yeah, all so day. Yeah, you, so you won't be able to practice between games. And like you said, the biggest thing is what if, what if LeBron James, what if, what if Giannis, you know, gets coronavirus, has to sit out? What if it's like four or five or six players on one team? That's going to hugely, that's going to change the trajectory of the entire playoffs. You know, and worst then, case scenario would be the entire team. Dead serious. It's not yeah, out of the realm of like, possibilities. It's not. Like, are they just forfeit? Like it, and people say, well, you know, if you get, I've heard the argument, well, if you get coronavirus, then it's just like an injury. Injuries happen. It's like, well, it's not, it's not like Kevin Durant getting Achilles. He, like, you can't, you can't pass on an Achilles tear yeah, to your teammates. Exactly. <laughs> you yes. And like, and when you're out, you're out. It's not like if you sprain a wrist, you can play through it or come back in two games. Like, you're done. <laughs> you could feel totally fine. Yeah. And still be done. And you're right. Like that that is what bothers me about the mentality of fans when it comes to this. They're thinking so individually. They think so in a vacuum that this will that specific player will be fine or that specific player is like an injury so he's running the same risk. No, he's not. He's not because this could affect the entire team. And moreover, this could affect what if some player on the team has a pre-existing condition, an underlying health condition that he's not even aware of. That's not even outside the realm of possibility. I'm dead serious. There are people that I have met that were like, I just realized I have asthma. It, it can happen. You don't know. I'm, I'm not saying NBA players have asthma specifically, but they could have an underlying medical condition or a, a biological disadvantage that they aren't even aware of that could be wrongly affected or badly affected by the virus if they get it. Is it worth it at that point? And to me, I keep coming back to the same answer. It's not. No, it's, I mean, again, we go back to the, yeah, the coaches as well. It's not, 
that could be another thing. Maybe maybe in the end, Popovich like or or D'Antoni goes, you know what? Maybe like he they get closer to the time, and it's like you know what? Or maybe one player gets gets sick, and they go, you know what? They get cold feet, and they go home. So then now your 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 team is being coached, but by, by is going to coach through Zoom <laughs> at that point. <laughs> it's like, yeah, if the, if your head coach isn't there, that also changes the trajectory of your of your team and your ability to win. So there's just there's yeah there's so many factors to go into, and it's so like yeah what are like for me, it's not worth it. What are what are they playing for? I, I mean you I, I guess you don't agree with me that there's an asterisk attached to this thing, but I feel like. No matter what team wins, if if something like that happens, like if, if they're the they're in the finals, it's Bucks, Lakers, and then LeBron gets coronavirus and he's out for like the entire finals, and the Bucks win, people are going. Who's going to take it seriously? I don't think I don't. I see majority of people, media, fans, everyone going. Yeah, well, you only won because LeBron was out. Yeah, I... and it's a different situation from from Durant, you know getting out because of his Achilles. That's a totally different situation. I understand the the logic and the reasoning behind it. I understand that it, it does seem a little cheap when it comes to the victory, you know, the, the theoretical victory that we're talking about. But I'm not a huge fan of asterisks anyway. And I'm not either. End, I, don't, yeah. I don't think, there, yeah, I don't think there, there is no such thing as a lucky championship. There is no, there is no asterisks. Yeah, <laughs> you know that's what I'm saying. If at the if in the the event that the Raptors do win it again, I can't say that I'd be as excited as if the season was just normal. And maybe that has a lot to do with the atmosphere and the no fan aspect and uh, the circumstances of of a long layoff for approximately five months. At that point, it, it's to me, it's it's a little deflating. And it's kind of, I don't know, unfulfilling at that point. But that doesn't mean it, I feel like it deserves an asterisk. I just think as a fan, I'm going to have that sort of melancholic re- reaction to whoever wins. It's just going to be, eh, eh. They did it. The, the yeah. NBA did it. Right? There's That's no what I'll say. Yeah. There's no asterisk. Like, it's just, yeah, like you said, it's like, eh, well... Yeah, it's just, it's just like yeah. I, I wouldn't say like. I mean, there is no such thing as an asterisk. Like, there's no like you. You look if you look twenty years from now, whoever wins this championship, if we get that far, because I don't even know if we'll get that far. Exactly. That's that's what I'd be more <laughs> impressed with, not the victory, yeah. but the fact that this went without failure. That's yeah. That's what so I'd be more. If impressed. we get that far, you know, twenty years from now, there's not going to be anything attached to it, obviously. But it's just not on level with any other championships, and even. People like to look at the uh, like the shortened season, like the '99 and 2012 championships. They, they like to give the Spurs. By the way, that was a actually it was it was uh, today actually. The Spurs won their first championship in 1999. Oh wow! Just this day. So the people like to put asterisks on that for some reason because it was a shortened season. But in that case, and by the way, the 2012 one, the Heat, no asterisks. I never I never heard one talk about asterisks. That that one's fine. Well, we all know why. Yeah, but anyway, like that. But that was different. That was a full schedule. They they set out like a whatever it was a sixty game schedule, and people they made it as balanced as possible, and, it, and people completed the the whole schedule. It wasn't like this year where it just suddenly stopped, and then you know half or like majority of people couldn't even work out or go to a gym or anything. Right. 
because of what's going on. And then coming back and then playing in this bubble, like it's a whole, it's totally different from the, from the strike years. And I'm saying the strike years should not have an asterisk because that's a whole different thing. But this, this title just will not be on par with any other title. It's, I just, I think it's not worth playing for. Because <laughs> of the, obviously first because of the health risk, but second because of what are you really playing for here? Right. Just to complete the season. And look, I, I've been on record to say that if the Raptors were to win again, have the Larry OB banner raised instead of a basketball, it's just a giant asterisk. On the, I just the, not because I believe that they should. It should that would be a nice little fuck you to all the haters if the Raptors win again because they just you know they're not going to get the respect. But look, let, let's move on from this and talk about something a little closer to home. Um, Wait, one, what, yeah, one one more thing before you go on. What, sure, uh, yeah. what do you think? What do you think the absolute biggest challenge is going to be out of out of everything out of all this the whole situation? Uh, keeping it from coming in. Yeah. I think that's the biggest, given the fact that we, we mentioned the aforementioned um, hotel staff and the conglomerate of all those people coming in and out, especially at the state of Florida, that's going to be the biggest challenge. I think for me, I think it's the no wives and girlfriends. Yeah. That might hurt. <laughs> no, you're right. Yeah, you're right. And, no, I mean, Yours is obviously true, but this is more, more, but this is actually no joke. Actually, this is, this is something like they're going to go how long without kind of seeing their wives or girlfriends or in the case of Harden, you know, the random hookups. Yeah, no, honestly, like, until possibly October. Is he, you can see Harden like sneaking in some, <laughs> some Oh, for sure. Them. Yeah. And I'm like going to Cinderella's castle. Hey, what up? Otherwise, girl? otherwise it's, it's like, talk about low management, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about Vince. Um, Vince Carter announced his retirement today. I called this a conflict of emotions on Twitter. On the one hand, you have to hand it to him for playing as long as he did, and it's a shame how it ended given the circumstances with the pandemic. You appreciate that kind of longevity and talent for sure, even if the latter was kind of not really there at a high level towards the end. But on the other hand, we're Raptors fans here, so there's a bitterness to all of this, so... Look, this is a never-ending conversation. I must have brought this up on numerous podcast episodes before. I'm sure if people dug into the archives, they'd find it. I'm sure you and I have talked about it. Where do you stand when it comes to retiring Vince Carter's number? Because this today, again, there's that divide between Raptors fans of retire it, don't retire it. Where do you stand? First, who, who would have thought that he would last 22 seasons, right? <laughs> if you remember, that, like towards the end of his of his Raptors days, they were calling him Wins Carter for a reason. Like he, he couldn't <laughs> stay on the court. So like he would be the last guy I would think that would set the record for seasons played. Exactly. It's crazy. Yeah. But uh for me, yeah, it's no question he should be he should be his number should be retired. And for me, I don't care if it's I don't care if it's before or after Larry. I do. <laughs> I, and I, I, it could I, be first, it could be second, it could be third, as long as they do it, I don't really care. Like, first doesn't matter to me. Uh, I, I think, okay. His number definitely should be retired. And a lot of people are still bitter over the departure. And I understand. I get it. I just, being the age that I am and 
sort of seeing players come and go in other organizations, whether it's ceremoniously or whether it's in a bitter fashion, much like with Vince Carter, eventually the wounds all heal and people just sort of welcome them back. You know, right well, now, never, yeah. you don't see LeBron have haters in Cleveland. I, it, the first time, sure, because of the, the nature in which he did it. It was a broadcast special on ESPN, X, Y, and Z. But There may it, have been some jerseys burned. <laughs> yeah, maybe two, maybe. Um, and maybe a, a full article by the, uh, the team president about how he doesn't like LeBron. But still... He we'll, came we'll, back. We'll win championship before he does. That was yeah. yeah that was yeah. the best. He came. He came back, and I understand he won a championship for the city, and maybe that you know sort of mended these wounds a little easier than what would have happened with Vince Carter. But we should be beyond this as a fan base. We should be beyond this bitterness, and we should be above really still holding on to that. I know he meant a lot to this organization, and in a way, he still does. Honestly. Um, his fingerprints are still all over the history when it comes to, to the Raptors. And moreover, his fingerprints are all over Canada basketball. There are a lot of Canadian basketball players that have gone on record to say that they grew up watching Vince and Vince inspired them to play. So in that regard, I don't want to focus just on the end. I want to focus on the, the amalgam of everything that he's done during his tenure as a Toronto Raptor. And I think that is, is important. And let's not forget, the Raptors aren't blameless here. They really mm-hmm. aren't. They, they, they aren't without their own faults when it came to that situation. So let's call it what it is and let's move on and let's retire it. But if we want to twist the knife a little bit, let's make them wait. <laughs> wait till till Lowry's ready. Or I was thinking about this before we started recording. Forget Lowry. Forget DeRozan. Forget Kawhi. Forget whoever. Let's retire Masai first before anybody. I think that everybody can agree on that. Well, while he's still with the team, though. <laughs> yeah, no, like no. <laughs> we wait until he moves on because it it will happen eventually. It will happen. It happens to every organization. People yeah, move on. And hopefully it'll be a long time from now, though. So yeah. going, to, going to retire other people. No, no, no. no. He's, going, he's going to be the, the commissioner of the league in Africa. Right? That, that's, that's, right. It seems like that's what's going to happen. Um, you don't retire a number. You just retire his name in the rafters first before anybody. I think that is fitting. Okay, so... Um, yeah, okay. Well, like, like you said, yeah, he... The, had his career ended here on the sour note. Did he quit on the team? Yes, he did. He quit on the team, and there's no yes. excuse for that. Yes. Was there blame on both sides? Yes, there was blame on both sides. And I never, I don't, I never once booed him. Like I never, like when he returned after the trade, I just don't understand why people are just like such vitriol and like people wearing like the million dollar baby and Wins Carter jerseys and whatever. All the, it's just incredible amount of people putting so much energy into this and i don't know i have no idea why i didn't care to boo i thought it was idiotic and they kind of felt embarrassed every time it happened right and i also want to know like who who are the people now who are saying his number shouldn't be retired because he's a quitter he quit on the team he's forced out of toronto who are those people were, were they around at that time are we talking I, about new fans 
Or did they I can't say for sure. Yeah, I, I, or, or did they just hear about it on the podcast or, or they read about it? Because it, I'll, I'll, I'll hear an argument from people who were here before and during and after Vince Carter was here. I'll, hear, I'll listen to those people. But for me, like, like you said, the Carter effect is real. And it's not, just, it's not just about the Canadian players, about people growing up watching him. And now we have like 20 NBA Canadians in the, in the league. It's not just about that. It's about what Toronto was like as an as a NBA uh, city before and after him. Like before him, there was, no, there was zero media coverage. If you wanted to see a basketball highlight, you had to wait to like minute 90 or minute like 59 of the, the, the 60 minute like Sportsnet or TSN news show. Mm. They literally, it was 95% hockey, 5% other. Like if you're, you're lucky to catch the highlight of the Raptors. And there was no internet really at that time. There was, but it was just kind of picking up steam. Twitter, obviously no, no YouTube. So if you wanted to see anything basketball related, you had to wait till like the last five minutes of one of these shows. So th- there was that. When he came here, they finally started, the media started finally covering the team. Carter legitimized the franchise. Before him, the Raptors were a joke. There was the Crafters, there was the Barney jokes. They were just, they were just the joke of the franchise. And then he came along, started you know, doing his dunks. The, obviously, the 2000 dunk contest just legitimized the franchise. They, they stopped being, I mean, there's still a little bit of a joke. Because, you know, they, they still weren't that successful, but you put them on the map, and you know, they, were, they were much more of a respectable team especially after the 2001 series with Iverson. Him going toe-to-toe with Iverson, them actually winning their first playoffs, making it to the second round. So just starting to become an actual franchise that, you know, that fans, media, players outside of Toronto were actually taking notice of. Before, no one gave a shit. Right. So not only did he put him on the map, he kept them there. Like, well, the, the Grizzlies are no longer here, as we know. <laughs> They're they're in Memphis, mm-hmm. and like while the Grizzlies toiled and they 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 lost their franchise, the Raptors succeeded, largely because of of Carter. So I think if if that didn't happen, if Carter never existed, who knows what happened to the team? Maybe we don't. Maybe they're not around today. Maybe we don't have a championship. So like like you said, his fingerprints are on everything, even even the last year's championship. I believe. Finally, like he gave he gave us something to cheer about because before him there was. There was Stoudemire winning Rookie of the Year, yay! There was there was the Raptors beating the seventy-two win Bulls. That was basically the only thing we could hang our hat on before Carter came around. Then it was like you had to watch every single minute of every single game because he was going to do something you never seen before. And 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 he was their first superstar. Like besides Leonard, we've never had a superstar. He's he's our only superstar. Leonard is the second one we had. Other than that. We've had no superstars, so that's that's why he should he should have his his jersey raised, and, and it, it could be number one or two. I don't care. Yeah, I, I I agree with everything you said. I I don't. I guess the only thing I would disagree with is the order. I I just think that's just me being a hypocrite with really with what I was saying. <laughs> You know, you're over, you said you're over it. Let's get over it. Let's mend the fences. And you're like, but I want to stick the knife in a little bit and wait to make a yeah, move. <laughs> yeah, I, I recognize that now. I just think that because I acknowledge Lowry personally as the greatest Raptor of all time, um, that gives him a little bit more weight as deserving that honor first. 
Um, it depends on how much weight you put towards the first to be retired, because I think that does sort of speak volumes. And I, again, a lot of this has to do with when a player is retired in comparison. So for instance, Bosch's number is retired in Miami. LeBron's is not. And no one in their right mind is going to say Bosch is better than LeBron, right? I mean, he's still playing. Right. <laughs> and that, Okay, but was, wasn't Bosch's retired before D-Wade's too? Um... Because D Wade's so. was this yeah, year, he, yeah. Because yeah, it was like they had a three day ceremony or something. That's, yeah, so <laughs> no one's going to say. I, I think yeah. it's safe to but say they, that. But they already, but they already have numbers retired, so it wasn't like it was the first. Right, but people would say <laughs> that, and I, I don't think this is far fetched that Dwayne Wade is probably the best Miami Heat to ever play on that team. I'm not saying, sorry, the greatest, not the best, maybe the greatest. Uh, you can probably say well, LeBron. <laughs> yeah, is the is yeah. the best, but I think much like Kawhi is the best Raptor of all time and Lowry's the greatest, I would say Dwayne Wade's the greatest heat yes. of all time. And yeah. LeBron's probably the great, uh, the best. The best. Yeah. Um, totally. But Bosch's number was retired before Wade's, right? So I guess it doesn't matter. I guess in that point, it doesn't matter. And we have to look at, you know, this is just a circumstance that Vince Carter retired first. Therefore, the timeline sort of adds up more than Lowry's. So in that aspect, yeah, sure. Retire his number first. You, you've convinced me. Whatever. It doesn't matter. But I do think his number, at the very least, is, is worth retiring for the Raptors because I think there's a reason why they give number 15 to players that aren't a threat to overtake that mantle. Right? Have you noticed that? Besides, um, oh, fuck. Why is his name? Escaping me. Amir Johnson? No. Yeah, Amir. Amir. Besides Amir, yeah. no one has ever... And Amir wasn't even a threat. But besides Amir, like who else well, was decent in that number? Anthony Bennett. <laughs> exactly. Well, they don't necessarily give the number out that the player usually requested, but like I guess they can deny. Yes, yeah. <laughs> they're yeah. in a position to deny them. But yeah. Yeah. It, it, to me, it's it's whatever. Retire it. I I'm I'm over, and I have been over. And if a championship isn't enough for you to get over it, you just never will. You never yeah, that's, will. That's, we're talking before we went on, but I just don't have the energy to argue with people on Twitter about this. So, yeah. yeah, if you're not if you're not over it, I'm not going to convince you otherwise to be over it by now. So yeah, and again, again, who are these fans? Are they were they around then? Did they see him play in a Raptors jersey, or did they just hear about it? Yeah, I, I think totally I, different. Th I think the the reason why people though are still bitter is because even though he sort of dances around it and says things like, I, I wish things could be different. I would have maybe handled it differently if circumstances were different on the other end or what have you. He, he dances around an apology, but he hasn't straight up said, I, I shouldn't have done it in the fashion that I did. And maybe he's calling a spade a spade. Maybe he's saying, look, um, it, it takes two to tango here. I, I, I wish things could have been different on both sides. But I yeah. think maybe what would mend these fences with these, these fans that refuse to, to lend that forgiveness would be a straight-up apology for the way things were handled on his end. I think it's just like a, a Pandora's box. He doesn't want to open. Like If he starts telling the truth of stuff that happened, like it's going to look both... Bad on everyone, I think. <laughs> I don't think he needs to. I think he can just yeah, say... I don't think he needs to either. I don't think yeah. he needs to 
<laughs> like, yeah, it, it, whatever it happened, uh, McGrady left, Bosch left, who cares? Like, just move, move on. I never booed any one of these guys when they came out. I'm, I'm not saying I, I enjoyed that uh, Carter left. Obviously, he was my favorite Raptor at the time. But it happened. So, you know, get over it. I mean, the years that followed were not that great. So uh, even during the, yeah, I guess the Bosch year, I followed that. And that, that wasn't all too great. I think they made the playoffs maybe twice, but didn't really do much. And it was it was hard to see him come back and, you know, in the, especially in the playoffs. Didn't they play in, like, the playoffs, like, the next year or shortly after? Yeah, yeah. New Jersey. Yeah, that was that was hard, and also the uh, the Raptors fucking up and giving everyone red red shirts <laughs> <laughs> when, when when the the team the the Nets were wearing red. <laughs> yeah, it's you look yeah. at other sports figures though in Toronto, and and people don't really apply the same logic. Roy Halladay wanted out. He wanted out. That was no secret. He wanted to play for a contender. Alex Anthopoulos granted him the wish. I know it wasn't as heated, don't get me wrong. And the Jays at the time, we thought were getting a pretty decent return centered around Kyle Drabeck. Don't get me wrong, it wasn't. It was a terrible return in hindsight only. But Roy Halladay wanted out. But he, I think, was more of the quitting aspect because obviously Halladay, he he played his his hardest until... So that he was not playing in this jersey anymore. All right. Well, let's bring and it like, closer to home. <laughs> Kyle Lowry threatened to sit out in the beginning of the season. Yeah, and he, he also he was also wanted to play for like San Antonio. He was he was looking elsewhere before the last the second last contract extension. Yeah, when he they, first they, got traded like, here, he yeah. wanted out. Right, and then he signed his first contract extension. When that ran up, he wa- he test come out and said that it yeah. was real. It was the desire to play for San Antonio was real. Yeah, he was looking elsewhere, and then the the point guard market just dried up on him, and he's like, "Oh, well, I guess I'm going. I'm going home." He wrote an article in the in the Tribute about going yeah. home, being but home, never trying poutine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, I know uh, Minnesota was a threat to pick him up, and that didn't end up happening either, obviously. And then in the beginning of this season, he wanted to sit out, and we yeah, still regard was- him as the greatest Raptor of all time. He was sitting like cross-legged on the court with his arms crossed and pouting. It's like, I'm not playing until you give me a contract. That's what I'm saying. Seriously. Yeah. But it, it's not like he quit. He still won a championship, and we don't take anything away from Kyle Lowry, and I don't. But what if Kyle Lowry awesome. sat out? Is he still the greatest rapper of all time? Who knows? Like, if he forced a trade or... Is he still the greatest rapper of all time? If he, sat, if he's, if he refused to play? Yeah, if he if he said I don't want to play without a contract extension and sat out NFL style, is he still the greatest Raptor of all time? Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. So if we can if we can forgive that, we should be able to forgive Vince for the way things happened years ago. Yeah, you know, I don't know, like 2004. I, yeah, <laughs> it, it 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 doesn't at this point it just doesn't matter anymore. You know that that's. It's People just like something, something to argue about. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, you've uh, you've convinced me that the order doesn't matter. I was I was dead set on Lowry being the first, but you just convinced me. You know, you you you've opened me up and illuminated my hypocrisy, <laughs> and uh, I appreciate you doing that. It's all about growing. But uh, that's going to do it for today's show. 
I appreciate you hopping on, Ryan. You know the deal. Promote any and everything you got going on where people can find you on Twitter. The floor is yours, my friend, and I promise you it is wiped clean with Clorox, so no COVID. Go ahead, man. But don't drink it. As, don't drink it, a, no. As a certain uh, head official of a country might say. I'm not familiar. Um, <laughs> no? no? <laughs> yeah, so uh, Twitter is at Ryan Grossman. It's Grossman with one S, so G-R-O-S-M-A-N. Uh, website is Lace Sports, L-A-C-E-D, sports.ca. And uh, as you mentioned, I've done a few articles lately with Raptors HQ. Uh, there's one about the, the double bubble proposal. Um, there was one I did recently about the uh, the Raptors, the three sacrifices that helped win the Raptors the championship. Also on Raptors HQ, just search for my name. And also um, why the Raptors, I feel the Raptors are positioned to succeed uh, when, if and when they do. All the links to Ryan's work, the Twitter, everything will be in the description of the show. Feel free to just tap the artwork. It should bring you right there. Uh, I encourage the follow on Twitter and uh, I encourage you to throw his uh, website in the RSS feed so you can be notified when new material is up. So uh, yeah, dude, we'll do this again soon and uh, hopefully knock on desk here, things work out. By the way, South of the Six is actually fitting now because that's where all the Raptors games are going to be played. <laughs> so the, I no have Raptors. the foresight, right? Yeah, all the all the Raptors games will be played South of the Six. There you go. There you go. And hopefully, hopefully, everyone stays safe. But uh, as you have heard throughout this entire podcast, we have our reservations. So until next time, dude, thanks for hopping on. Talk soon. Thanks so much. Thank you for listening to the South of the Six podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at South of the Six and subscribe to our show. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify. Yeah, we're everywhere. While you're at it, if you liked what you heard, do us a solid and leave us five stars and a quick review. We appreciate it. Thanks again. Go Raptors.